What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my second podcast, the Muck Around Podcast. You're here with Tahu and Lost. Let's go! Relax, relax, boys. Fucking just Holy shit, boy. Anyway, anyway, this is the second ever episode of um. The Muck Around Podcast, and I am happy to be here with my bro, Carlos Price, hashtag 138. What's happening, bros? Good about that. What's up? Nah, just cruising, bro. Um, Monday over. Arvo, just finished mahi. Yeah, so uh, um, for those that don't know you, G, just give a little background, context to who you are. Uh, yeah, how's it going? Uh, Carlos Price, uh, play a bit of footy, and I just recently started a clothing brand, 138, uh, just a streetwear clothing brand. Um, do a bit of podcast as well. Um just a small town boy from the Mount, Manganui. Know my boy Tohu from ages, so. True. True. <laughs> Sup, G. Oh, shit. I was getting a call. Very unprofessional, though. Turn it on the airplane, please. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, G. Um, yeah, so you run a business. Um, yes. That's what you try and do with mm. your side hustle, and then you play footy. And you've actually had quite a successful young career. Leading up to it, eh? like cracked ITM out of school, um, trained preseason with Super Rugby stuff like that. What switched you, G, from such a different sides? You know, like what went from sports to business for you? I think I always sort of had um, like an interest in business. Mm. Like, I think for as long as I can remember, bro. So, um, I mentioned this on one of my podcasts before, like. From very young, like I used to take, um, there was a thing called, do you remember One Day? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I bought like this, I remember I bought like this um, 24 pack of V's for 24 bucks from yeah. on One Day. I seen it on and I asked um, my mum, she could give me 24 bucks so I could buy this um, that pack of V's and I told her I'd pay it back. Mm. And I bought it and then I went to um, school and I sold them out of my bag for three bucks each. Mm. And I made whatever twenty four forty eight bucks profit. Just pay my mum back twenty four bucks, and I got my forty eight bucks. And I always had that mindset. Like I always was like interested in buying stuff, flipping stuff, like just that sort of thing. Yeah. I went to uni straight out of school, um, and I fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't interested in it at all. Um, and that's not that's nothing against people that go to uni. Like obviously, yeah. There's it's different types of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for some people. Um, I'm more of a, put it this way, I, I feel like I've learnt a lot more by doing what I've done, yeah, rather than the three years I spent half by doing uni. Yeah. Um, that could be a mindset thing too, but. I think it is because you can make the most out of anything. 100%. But like I, oh, like just going back to your other story about being little, doing that stuff. I did the same thing, G. Mm. When I was little, and me and my mate Riley Gardner, he we were at St. Peter's, but I kind of did it on a bigger scale because I had all these white boys around. <laughs> all these white rich kids. <laughs> G. And we would buy fake Michelin Ness hats off, um, I think it was East Star or something, and they'd no, come over from China. 
They're five bucks. You didn't sell them as real though, eh? Oh, we sold them oh, as real. You're <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> I fucking know. These white boys didn't know any better. Oh. Gee, and they were they looked the part, G. They looked the part. And I'll sell them like I was like, yeah, Jay, my uncle. Um <laughs> my uncle robbed this truck and there was just all this gear on here. He's trying to load it off. Who wants some? Robbed this <laughs> truck. <laughs> 25 bucks, it's all hot, but get it now and it'll be sweet. And gee, I sold out too. Me and Riley sold out. And we, we were selling all these hats that we got for $5 off the site for 25 bucks each. And we just still were rolling in it. And then the principal called me in. <laughs> and then that was the history See, of I think I think something like that, like there are just certain, um, not to say you can't like, become that but there are certain people that just sort of think like that naturally you it's know like it, it just happens to you. it's like, just a thing that's just like in your head like um that you're interested in that sort of stuff you know yeah. like the fact that you would do that the fact yeah, you that would go out of your way to I just like i like for um one of our touch teams at school i made hoodies for our touch team um and i made them for however much and i added a little bit and you know designed them myself and yeah took the profit because i made it for our all the touch teams at Taringa boys but like not everyone thinks like that like not everyone nah. thinks like fuck i should i should like go find someone who can print hoodies um make some clothes up keep a bit of profit like that's how i'll make my money as opposed to oh i'm gonna um go work it and and not going you know not saying something that that it's bad to work at like you know like say oh i'm gonna go get a job at new world or something yeah, retail but you just like have that sort of you know, that sort of There's mindset. There's something in you that never wants to be working for someone. Like, 100%. Work for the man. I just hate instruction. I think that was my whole thing around coaching yeah. while I was such a bad um, learner mm. in school was just that I thought that their way, they were giving it to me, was mm. their way. Mm. Like, it wasn't the way I could see things. And if I had posed a different option, then they always would just go back to no, because this is how it's done. Yeah. yeah. And like that, to me, only having such a like, tunnel vision kind of look at things mm. yeah i struggle to work around it yeah and yeah yeah no but that's buzzy g i think it is uh, but another thing you see like um how there's people who think like that i think there's a lot of people that do think like that but there's even less that will act on it mm. like little kids like that eh? like yeah. <laughs> and it's just hunger g it's yeah. just hunger to want something else mm. And, like, you might not even need it, but it's just you just want it because it's fucking something else to do. And you see, there's, like, I reckon um, there's positives and negatives to that, you yeah. know? Like, because I'm the same. There's people that just, like, do it, you know? Yeah. You're, like, get an idea and you're so sporadic, you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I did that. I uh, came out of school. Um, in my first year out of school, I started a little clothing business before my before 138, and it was called Chinese Whisper. Mm. Um and I started it just off the base of, like, I was just like, fuck it. I want to start a clothing brand. Like, I want, I'm interested in people wearing clothes that I design. I, I'm interested in going to town and seeing someone wearing one of my T-shirts. Um, and I was interested in it. And then I just did it. I was like, just went, and went over to China or didn't go there. But, like, I, you know, I bought stuff made from the China. There, yeah, and made then. the contacts. Um, ordered ordered some samples, got them here, um, made a few pre-orders, so I made enough money to make a bigger order, made the bigger order. And I went for probably like two and a half years, like I did it for that long. And as I as I got towards the end, um, I realised that I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. 
uh, and I hadn't run it, um, you know, as a as a good business. I hadn't run it like a business. I'd run it like a kid with a hobby, you hobby, know. Hobby, yeah. And so um, I got to the end, and I was like, shit, like, I don't like the clothes I'm making. Not passionate about um, the clothes itself. I'm not passionate about the brand. Um, it has no meaning behind it. Um, and that's something that's always been important to me, having meaning, having purpose. And so I stopped it. Yeah, but I always said that, uh, like, once I once I found what I wanted to do again, like, once I had it planned and sort of in my head and, and, I, and I'd go away for a bit and sort of really sort out, like, what I wanted to do, I'd come back and I'd do it properly. And that's sort of what 138 was. I think that's, that's real true for you because I've seen um, the change and the marketing kind of structure mm. with both brands. And then with this one, just like what you're talking about, you're passionate about creating a brand. Mm. Like you, you're, it's past just the business. It's past the clothes. The clothes are like the item, eh? It's just yeah. the uh, means. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just a way to make means. But as, the as brand a, is you. Yeah, 100%. As it, like it, everybody knows that to run a business, you have to make money, obviously, which means you have to supply a product or a service. Um, our product is clothes, and but it's nothing about that. People buy people buy story. Like what you yeah. just said, buying oh, a buy brand. You. Yeah, yeah. So you create a story around it, and that's <coughs> what we're trying to do. And we've learnt from smart people about that. Um, all free, you know, like listening to podcasts. By just reaching out to you. Yeah, I see. Reaching that. out, like even how you had Ice Project. Yeah, exactly. Gee, but. Like <coughs> you had Ice Project just from reaching out to you, and we were in a room together um, at the start of the year. Last year, and it was on Knighton Road. Shout out Hamilton if everybody's from there. <laughs> Knighton. <laughs> well, on Knighton Road, G, we're in your house, and you were like, G, I love this dude's vlogs. You come up to me about it. And I was like, true. And we started watching some, and you're like, yeah, this is the Ice Project, G. And he does all this podcasting and shit. And you're like, I'd love to do something with him one day. And then it happened, G. Mm. Like, you got to do your podcast with him. I was, when I seen it come up, I was like, fucking oath, G. <laughs> like, I was so proud of you And that moment because I was like, fuck, what a mean main goal that you set yourself and you got it so fast like that was buzzy bro like so he's um for those of you who don't know who he is um it's isaac john he owns the clothing brand ykatr yeah um huge he's huge yeah they've got a massive and we've learned a lot of our stuff from them um but i, I saw one of his instagram stories well they're based in sydney and i saw one of them and he was in um Papa Moore. Which is five minutes down the road from where I live, and I just replied to a story. I was like, "What are you up to, bro? Um, got any spare time? Jump on a potty." But it was a Christmas Eve, like yeah. the day before Christmas. Like he, he, he was probably busy. Yeah, but he just messaged back and said, "No, nah, bro, yeah, got nothing to do really." I was like, um, "He's like, yeah, hard. I'll jump on the podcast." I uh, sent him the address, four o'clock in the Arvo, whatever it was. He came around and. <laughs> we just jumped into it and, and it wouldn't have happened Like you said It wouldn't have happened If I hadn't have just like Gone for Fuck it, it. I was, yeah, I'll yeah. just message him And see what happens Yeah I, I, I've actually recently Like um, Not to like Be name dropping like that and shit But You know Joey D mm. Gee that funny ass cunt He's like the funniest cunt Gee to me Like I find him so So funny G. Just all of his humour Is real relatable to me Yeah And anyway I just hit him up G Cause it, um, Somehow we're friends on Facebook Oh, what the heck? I know. So I just hit him up, G, and I was like, G, I make all these um, these videos about Māori and stuff, about like their mokos and how I did my moko. 
and I was like, I heard a few of your, oh, I've heard a few of your podcasts, um, you as a guest, and I heard that you're not in, that in touch with your Maori side, but want to be. I'd love to do a piece with you, following back your roots. Yeah, like that's what I was like to him because like I love all his funny shit, but I was like, fuck, if we could like dig deeper into him, yeah, and his whole, I because the way he looks at shit is so funny, G, but it's so real. Yeah, so then I just hit him up, G, and he replied to me straight away. Some my G would be so keen to do that with you. Um, like right now I'm really busy and this was the night that he announced that he was doing Sky City. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then he sold out in an hour and I didn't even know all this shit and I like, I was like, but, uh, and at the end of my first um, message, I was like, but if this never gets to you, G, I just want you to know I'm a huge fan and love your mahi. Um, like I didn't expect anything back from it. I just wanted to, you know, chuck it out there and see what happens and he got back to me straight away and he was like, yeah, G, I'd love to do this with you. Um, I'm going to have to get in touch with you about blah, blah, blah because he's a real busy dude at the moment. But he says in like tech. Huh? No, no, no. Like as in, do his tribal, um, his finding his roots doco series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I know, G. And that, and then that just goes back to like, you never know without shooting your shot, G. Yeah. Like it's just, and I don't even know if that'll happen, but enough for him to like acknowledge it mm. was like a rush for me. And 100%. like even that's enough of a payoff. <laughs> so then you just have to think like, fuck, you never know what could happen if you just try. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good lesson to any little kids, especially coming up and coming through that phase where things are awkward and you don't, you want to feel like the cool guy and people are coming to you. Yeah. It's all good to ask other people for help, G. Hundred percent, just do it, bro. Mm. <laughs> like who cares? And like you said, like there's a massive stigma, especially in um in New Zealand around like tall poppy syndrome and things about like this that. Yesterday, G. Yeah, like how how crazy it is, G. We we we're shot down for trying to be bigger like in New Zealand that's a massive thing it's so common made um, fun of for succeeding yep makes or made fun of not even for succeeding for trying for trying to succeed yeah. or for trying to do something that's out of your comfort zone or for yeah. trying to do to do something that's not normal you yeah. know like if if you want to do it like it, and it's easier to say it than do it obviously yeah. you know like yeah. we've we've been there you know you would have been there I've been there in in that situation where you're younger and you feel like you sort of there's things you want to do, but you're quite wary of what people think of you. Mm, yeah, 100%. and then you know, I, I reckon it almost becomes a maturity thing. Um, you get to an age, or you know, fuck it, makes <laughs> that makes us sound old, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're 21 we're and we're, we're but, dropping but this <laughs> wisdom on you, okay? <laughs> but you no, get, but it's I, true. I reckon you get to that it's sort true, of G. age, or even if it's not an age, you get to a point in your life where you're just like. I actually don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. Mm. Like, I got that. I got to that stage, and you know, like, if you follow us on social media, I do a lot of um, videos where I'm recording myself, like a selfie record, all that sort of stuff. I like vlogging. Yeah. That's very uncomfortable to me. Same. And you. yeah, and, and like you know, you like, you feel like when you're posting it up, like that people are gonna be like, or your boys are gonna be like, oh, this guy, like, up yeah, to yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, and like. It's like, why would you even have that kind of, uh, that kind of self-consciousness, I think it's um, stemmed from other people's, um, like, own, their own dealing with their yeah. own insecurities. Yeah. Like, insecurities, their own that's, that's what it is, G. And, like, it's just a way of being like, fuck, like, seeing your shit and you're posting daily, you're putting out shit, you're, you know, on the fucking social media, and you're pretty much telling people, hey, I'm doing this, please help me. Like, you're telling people, this is what I'm doing. You guys can help me by doing this. 
and everybody's like, look at this begging cunt. Like, what, like, and it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? We're just judging from your fucking bed. 100%. Don't fuck all, G. I hate that about New Zealand, G. That's the worst thing. But I think it also comes <coughs> deeper back into cultural, um, like the cultural balance here where we have a lot of PI and Māori and our actual culture are, are really humble people mm. and it's like a foreign concept to think, be not cocky, but just like confident. Yeah, confident. Being confident, confident, like that's not even a thing in our culture. See what you just said there, and you got that little um, where you're like cocky. Oh, not cocky, but confident. See that that like fine line we have between cockiness and confidence. You know, like people will see cocky and yeah. confidence as the same thing, but it's, it's not. It's not, G, because it's not arrogant. You're not being arrogant, yeah. and um, you know, like I'm, I'm not gonna say that. Um, like if if you're cocky and you're following through with it, I'm there, I'm not gonna say that's bad, you know. Like mm. fuck, that's you. Like if that's you, that's you, you know. Like, but there is a difference, and I think that being confident is, you know, what's wrong with it. Did you see that guy? Um, I've had a f- style bender. Yeah. Oh, gee. Did you see him talk about it on the Joe Rogan no, podcast? I love Izzy G. No, I didn't know he was on the Joe Rogan. Oh, he did it. He did one with Joe Rogan, bro. Yeah, and he talked about the um the difference between confidence and cockiness, yeah. um, and how in New Zealand there's a very fine line between it. Yeah. Um, and obviously Joe Rogan doesn't know it because he doesn't know New Zealand. Because over in America, it's celebrated. Exactly. They it's get a, such a different culture. NFL, really. they make one tackle. Yep. They're up fucking dancing on these cunts. Bro, if you if you <laughs> if you if you went and complained about your super rugby contract, if I was signed to the blues here and I went and complained about how much money I had, I'd be in the media and people would be like, um, ungrateful. Ungrateful. The, um what is asking for more money and everyone would be like, Oh, he he thinks he's bigger than the team. Da, he da, da, only da. does it for the money. You see that quarterback, um, I can't remember who it was. They talked about it though. In America. Cam Newton. And he was just it? went to the um New And England. he asked for more money? No. Nah. Also New him? England Patriots. That's who he just signed to. And he he was on like a full contract or something. And did he ask for more money? Yeah. And everyone and he stopped turning up to training. Yeah. He stopped turning up no, to no, training. No, it wasn't the quarterback. That was Antonio Brown that you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he <laughs> he stopped turning up to training He's because like, he deserved more. more money. Yeah. And everyone was in. They were like, yeah, like I respect that. Yeah, standing like, up for his rights. Yeah, yeah. He's worth He deserves more. that. He knows. <laughs> you know, he knows his worth. And if it happened here, you'd be like, oh, Bowden Barrett going to Japan next year for money. Yeah. You trading yeah. fucker. <laughs> what? He's <laughs> in it for the <laughs> money. <laughs> He's giving us a fucking World Cup, you backwards cunts. You <laughs> backwards fuckers. It's such a backwards way of thinking. I hate it. And and like even, it's not even just like, I think it's just it's just sport in New Zealand. Like you you saw someone in, you know, like an accountant yeah, um, in a firm jobs. just moved to a different firm because he was offered more money. People would applaud that. Yeah, 100%. Good on you. But a rugby you player, but hey. a rugby player does it, uh, or a, a football player does it, or a basketball player, wherever it is in New Zealand, whatever sport it is, you do that in New Zealand, you're shot down. Yeah, and I don't agree with that. I think it's um, even harder in New Zealand because the brand, like All Blacks and rugby in general, mm. um, the people have made such a close relationship with the game that they feel like they're owed something from it. Yeah, like they feel like they've got a. A sense of ownership over 
the rights of the players somehow. And like, I think it's start. And I think that sort of starts from a young age. Um, even it's instilled in the players where you're always sort of brought up in any rugby team, and you would know this. In any rugby team you play for, you're told you know like it's a privilege f- to be where you are. Yeah. You know that that yeah. it's you're earning the jersey. <laughs> it is a privilege for you to be where you are today. You know, yeah. it's that's that's what they tell you. It There's is a privilege fifty other today. people that want your jersey. Nah, motherfucker. Like I earned that. <laughs> no, nah, you know? it's like, not a privilege. <laughs> I made this exactly, privilege for myself. You know, and and like, of course, of course, you know, you're blessed. Of course, there's a certain element of being lucky um, to every team you make or yeah. to every job you get. Yeah. Of course, there always is, but and. Because rugby is obviously our our national sport, and we've always been, you know, taught from a young age that for us to be playing rugby as a living, earning a good wicket, you know, every month, playing a sport, throwing mm. a ball around, you know, we're lucky, mm. you know, like that's that that. I wish I could just train all day and hang out with the boys. Hey, like that's a that's an actual like thing people say about rugby players, and I was like. Like if you wished that, go do it. <laughs> if you wished it so bad, you would be there because those fellows wished that too. But they just worked there. Yeah, they worked to get there. It's it's not by mistake, G. Like my friend, our, our close friend Quinn mm. Tupai, um, coming through the grades, he was the top G. Just made every team ever, and a lot of people like say, um, talk down about how he was just born with this gift and born with these genetics. And sure, he's got awesome genetics. But gee, that fella works. Yeah, and like everybody who's ever played with him knows that he's a workhorse off the field. Everything he's sprinting to cones, he's always picking up cones after training. It's that kind of shit. Like, mm. yeah, there's been some fortunate stuff about his biological fucking makeup that he didn't get to choose. But it's nobody who's made it was there as there on luck. Yeah, at the end of the day, like there is that lucky element you talked about to yeah. make different teams to go up the ranks, but. That whole process didn't happen mm. overnight. Yeah, like 100%. these people were just since they've fucking chosen their dream, worked on it every day. G. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful craft, professional sportsman. Hundred percent. Mm. But yeah, so so what's that look like for you at the moment? G? Are you still playing? So you're playing club here. Yeah, yeah. So um, um I am just going to play club here for this year. I think. Mm. Um, I haven't decided yet uh, whether I'll play minor 10, but likely to just stay here and play club. Um, I've just, I've got like a good, a good job at the moment. Um, Doing what? Uh, I just work at a de- like a <laughs> demolition salvage company, bro. So um, it's actually my partner's old man. He's the, he's the owner of it, him and another guy. And they basically just demo, you know, they demolish Buildings, big buildings, anything, houses, um, com- uh, what do you call it? Commercial buildings, everything like that. And then they sort of salvage everything from the places, the salvage, the kitchens, the That's doors, That's pretty hard everything. money then. Um, oh, I don't do that. I'm the sales, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what our company does? <laughs> oh, they just get their hands dirty all so day. They're fucking out there under the sun I'm just doing in my it. office and with my foot so, heater. So it's hard. So it's hard, Jake. Oh, no, 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 not me. Oh, no, 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 I still go in a suit. <laughs> nah, yeah, so um, I spent I spent a week doing it uh, just to learn how it all works. 
because they wanted me to sort of learn how and everything I goes. Struggle, G. Low key, G. I didn't go on Friday. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I did four days, <laughs> and then I said, "Oh, sick." No, well, I was sick. I was sick. I was sick. Lucky Mumsy's dad owns the place. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I, I um I moved into like so I run their social media and their sales. So they're very um traditional business. They make they make a lot of money, but they do it traditionally. Yeah. Um, they sell on trade me through relationships. Yep. They yeah, just yeah. sell via word of mouth and same clients, um, people they know. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. They've never really sort of. So they sort of saw what, um, well, my partner's old man, along with the other owners, saw what um, I've been doing with my clothing. Yeah. And they said that it's something of interest for them, for their business. So I started doing that. Yeah. I run their social media. Um, I made them like a new website. So it's more sort of user-friendly. I sell on their website now because they didn't sell stuff on the actual website before. What Out of it. Yeah, but see, it's just real. But it still worked? Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. That's what blows my mind, bro, is that like so many businesses are doing, you know, like no, like pretty much nothing in terms of marketing and social media and everything, but still are just killing it because they're old. And and it made me think like, imagine if they took all that side of it seriously, you know? So, so yeah, they came to me and said that and I said, like, fuck yeah, that'd be a main project, like, right. to sort of come in and change their sort of thinking around it, um, so yeah, I, you know, like, I started them up, a, well, they had an Instagram page, but, like, I made it more, um, like <laughs> modern, it, relevant, yeah, and easy to find, like, it had some weird name, and I changed it, so <laughs> it's something you can find, yeah, yeah. um, I linked it to, you know, like, the website, I added the website, um, I sort of linked it so you can um, you can do product tagging on your Insta post, post so I can post something on Instagram of uh, uh, a vanity that I'm selling um, and I'll tag the vanity so people can click on that mm. like I do with my clothes. They can click on it and it takes them to the website and they can buy it. Just little things that makes it easier for the, the customer, for the consumer. So um, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Then I'm sort of going to move into um, pushing their Facebook ads, things like that. Um, and I'm just making their sales and um, like little things like same, this goes back to what we were just talking about at the start, like how, how are you going to know, how are you going to know if you never try mm. and just shoot your shot sort of thing. So I, one of the first guys that um, bought something off me, he bought one of my trade me listings, so I put a trade me listing up for him uh, for their business, and um, it was for like a bifold door or something like that, <laughs> fucking <laughs> six, <laughs> like a six hundred dollar bifold door or something. But yeah. then I saw he emailed me about picking it up, and I saw in the email that um, what his business name was, and his business name sounded like a um, something similar to what we do, selling stuff. So I called him and found out that he was actually selling it to, re- uh, buying it to resell it. Oh, okay. And so he was coming from Palmerston North to pick it up. And I said, well, if you're coming from Palmerston North, do you need more stuff? You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. do you need more stock? Yeah. And he said, actually, I do. I've I've got next to no stock. So I went around, I took a bunch of photos of things that he said he'd be interested in. Mm. And he made a close to 10 grand order. And it's that easy, G. 
it was and it was just, just from posing. asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know, posing like, the question, G. Just put it oh, out there. Oh, I see that you own this. Yeah. Do you need anything else? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny that like, you know, some people can't even they're not even in that train of thought, but just by popping up the question, hey, this is something else we have, then boom. You just turn six hundred into ten grand. Yeah. Just shooting your shot. Oh yeah, yeah, just six hundred into ten grand. That's yeah. how easy it is, is by asking. just by asking, just yeah. by um, noticing little things, um, and you know that's. I don't believe that's something that takes a certain talent, or you know, that's just like a thing that that you can do by just taking notice. You know, like and it might just be going out things. of your comfort zone a little bit, but 100%. it could be so worth it. Yeah, and you'll never know unless you try. Exactly, that's the easiest message. To fucking like just little as I know, like it's yeah. so easy yeah, 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 yeah. to pick up G. Like, yeah. All you have to do is one more action. But yeah. Um so oh, yeah, so well we went off on a bit of a tangent there. But um so I'm working at the moment. Um and you know, me and me and Ayla, my partner, uh, we're looking at houses, um and good steady income, obviously expecting um, our first baby. Oh, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't just say obviously. Like it's small. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's small. Yeah. Let's go find it. Like, I mean, hey, hey, Ayla, baby out there, if you're listening, love you too. <laughs> Fucking too much. I haven't got the chance to say in real life, but fatherhood, G, congrats. You're Thanks, on your way. G. Yeah, I know. It's put the Talk about in. it out. What's, what's happening? Like, what's going through your head about it? What, what happened when you found out? Was it planned? Nah, no, nah, oh, I wasn't yeah, playing. Okay. So it wasn't just happened, playing. and then um, when you found out, what was it like, G? So found out just before lockdown. She would have been saying, like, I think something's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, she um, she missed her period. Yeah. <laughs> it's that easy. And then um, was she, like, about two you, weeks late. I might be pregnant. And when you found out that, yeah, what did that start to click? Well, I, I was clicking with her, so, like, everything sort of happened. We sort of found out together. Everything okay. happened together. It wasn't like she was finding stuff out. And then told me it was like I was noticing things as well, and okay. we've sort of noticed it together, and that's how it happened. So, um, yeah, like yeah, little things. Obviously, we we started noticing that were symptoms mm. of mm. pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so um, we went down <laughs> to the supermarket, <laughs> got a got a pregnancy test. Then, um, did you have a funny feeling? Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. I, it felt surreal because it was yeah. like, nah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. So you figure out it's positive. You're in the bathroom. It's positive. Yeah. What yeah. happens, DJ? What's the first thought? Uh first first thing we both did was just crack up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we just laughed. G. That's a funny way of doing it. We laughed G. G, for like <laughs> probably two minutes straight. G, just laughing, and then yeah, um, you know, for I reckon at about. And I still haven't really, you know, like felt that feeling of when you actually have the baby and, yeah. you know, what, what our parents tell us, what everyone tells us, that once you have a baby, it's like, you know, something that you can't describe that sort of feeling. But I've had already had that feeling where it went from instantly I was scared um, and worried. Um, a lot of things going through my head about, you know, supporting this baby, you know, and, and like. Yeah, yeah, it's got a whole life. What shit it's just got real, real, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I've I've got, but before Christmas I'm gonna have a child. You know, this New Year's RMV's no go because I'm gonna have a baby with me. You know, yeah, like yeah. that sort of stuff was going through my head instantly, and I got scared, obviously. Um, 
and then I reckon I'd give it a sp- probably, I'd say like four to seven days, about that sort of space where it went from that scared sort of feeling mm. to if something happened to the baby, um, you know, God willing, touch wood, that it doesn't still, but if something happened before that 12-week mark, which is sort of that dodgy part of the pregnancy, I would have been broken, bro, you know, like... So it changed from, like, this scared lost kind of dark place where this you love for something that isn't even... Yeah, 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 it's amazing that you have somebody, like, oh, like, this is about my nieces and nephews too, and you're going to have this with your baby, that there's somebody that won't even know how to say your name, won't even know who the fuck you are, yeah. that you would die for right now. Yeah. Like... That's <laughs> weird. That's so weird. Like, parental instinct, just, just like, tiaki tonga, like... Yeah. Just, you know, to love something and to keep something safe, it's so weird that that's an instinct of you. It's, it's a, and it's, it's like they, they, they bang it on the head, like when they say it's just like a feeling you sort of can't describe. Like, okay. um, people sort of asked me, like, that exact question you just asked me, how did you feel? Like, what was it like? And I tell them the same thing. I yep. felt very scared, frightened at the start. Mm. And then, yeah, give it a week, less, just less than a week. Um, I would have died for something that wasn't even as big as an apple yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't even as big as a... It's still, like, close <laughs> to a thought, eh? It's just yeah, a thought. It's exactly. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy for... And, and things have gotten, you know, like, a little bit further now. So she's 18 weeks, 19 weeks this week, um, 20 weeks next week, find out. Our um, gender. Our gender, yeah. Man. Boy, boy. Ayla Junior. He just jinxed himself. We got a little girly not, prize not coming. Not the gender real <laughs> pop pink. You might get your dad's gender. One boy, girls. Nah, yeah, but. Oh, and that's actually something about similar to your parents. They had you young too, eh? Yeah, so my mum was, she was 18. But younger she, than us now. Yeah, yeah. 18 when um, she had just turned, she was just turned 19 when she had me. Yeah. So, she, and, you know, like, I was fucking nearly three years older to um, 21st. <laughs> and I didn't, at the time, I didn't think, like, this is buzzy. <laughs> that, like, even, like, right up until, probably even college, I still didn't realise how crazy it was that, or not crazy, but, like, how... Hard it must have been, like, yeah, knowing that you know, like, she was just fresh, just fresh out of school. So much background sacrifice, you don't realize, eh? And you don't think about it when you're yeah. a kid. You don't realize that. Yeah. You don't realize when. I remember when I used to go to school, and my kids, uh, my kids, my my mates used to tell me that, like, oh, your parents are young ass. Like they used to say that, and I used to be like, oh, are they? Like, yeah. and I used to. They always used to say it, but it never used to register in my head. Like, the funny thing about that is, like, I went to only Maori schools. And my mum was 23 when she had me. Yeah. So when I came to it, everybody was, oh, your mum was old. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then when I went to uh, um, a really white school, like St. Peter's, fuck, their mum and dad oh, look yeah. like mine. <laughs> Gee, and then my grandma rolls up with me, and is this your mum? I'm like, Ay! look at the grey bitch. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> but that was something that I didn't realize. Like you yeah. know, that's a huge thing. But yeah. that's also really cool for you and your mum because 
then you've got somebody to actually rely on that can fully relate. That's why that's and that's what's sort of like clicked in my head is that um and and all that stuff doesn't come straight away, you know, like once you find out something the human nature is to think of all the negatives straight away. That's always human nature. Like yeah. as humans we think of the worst Voice, possible things that, yeah. that can come of something straight yeah. away. That's our instant thought. And then after after a time a bit of time to think um, after those chemical reactions stop happening in your body and you actually get time where your head just clears and you think, then you realise that sort of stuff. Like, man, I'm going to be 40 and, you know, like I'm planning on now that I've had, well, not had, but now that I'm having my first child, I want to have my second one quite close because I want them to sort of grow up, to be able to grow yeah. up together. Um, I'm going to be, you know, 40 and my kids are going to be, 18 able to, they're and gonna be able over to play 18. with you and, shit. You and can we can we can go too. on bro, me and Ayla can be 40 and we can go on um family holidays you know with our kids and we can all drink bro like <laughs> that sort of shit like you don't think about that yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna be all ad- adults and we're still gonna be under the age of 40 you the know the things that I've loved about having young parents as well is just like having somebody to play with all yeah. the time like they're like they can still move yeah they're not old fuckers <laughs> like <laughs> Like we go, like I go play, I go home and play for Coromandel sometimes, um, for their rugby team. And my uncle John, who's my cousin who did my legs, and that's um dad, still plays rugby. G forty seven, like, and it's just like fuck. We would never have got to say we played with our dads. Like we played with both of our dads in the same game. G and I was like, that's the meanest thing. That's something you don't um, and like for younger listeners, for people who haven't sort of realised the importance of that yet. Yeah. And it's weird, bro, because saying that, because you feel old because, like, you know, our parents used to tell us that, that sort <coughs> of stuff. Yeah. Like, how how special it would be to play with your dad in a rugby <laughs> yeah. team. You know, if my my mum told me that when I was 13, I'd be like, yup. <laughs> like, I'd give a fuck <laughs> about playing with cool. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll enjoy that. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? I yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah, like, yeah. And then you get to that that sort of point where you're like, "Fuck, fuck it's that, actually mean." That would that's yeah, it's the most fulfilling thing, Jake. Hundred percent. Just to share, yeah, it's just to share that shit with them. But yeah, Jay, fatherhood. Hey, um, Ayla, has she been having any like weird um cravings, Jay? Yeah. Oh, she hasn't been too bad. But, but she's like, pretty weird anyway. Yeah, she's weird. Like, around, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Ayla, you're weird around <laughs> the shit you eat anyway. So shit couldn't be that far off. <laughs> Bro, she eats about as much as me too. Yeah. Fuck. But now nah, she's sort of, have you heard the like, um, the little things they say that like if it's, they are craving sweet, it's a girl, savoury, it's a boy. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. Oh, apparently. And what's she been craving? Well, she was craving savory, and now she's craving sweet. Yeah. There's also another one they say that if you're carrying low, it's a boy. If you're carrying high, it's a girl. Okay. I don't want to read too much into that. Does she have a um, instinctual feeling? Like, she has nothing, and she, she has had nothing the whole time. She hasn't thought like, "Fuck, this Which is, is a crazy." Boy. Yeah. And she's my mum and dad never ever got a gender reveal. Yeah. With any of their babies, and my mum knew every one. She was like, "Yeah, this is a boy on me." Yeah, gee, like they knew every time. See, I'm having that, but Ayla's not. Yeah, I'm having. Um, I know this is a boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've I've had I, I've had dreams. Oh, then it's happening, gee. Nah, see, but I don't want to think that because, like, yeah, I don't know. I 
But I, I've I've had dreams like I had a dream where like she just given birth and it was a boy. I had that dream. Um, every time I talk about talk about the baby, I accidentally say he, and it's not like a um. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, because I want it to be a boy, but, <laughs> but you might manifest it into the university. Like I, ha- I'm a firm believer in like I'm like just slowly changes. Yeah, hey, like like faith <laughs> changes from you, like <laughs> like actual like like putting shit out there. Not the like, Christian ones. Nah, actual like putting shit out there kind of makes shit click. Like I said not long ago, like, I want to do a podcast, and then I'll be like talking to dad about it, and then talking to thing about it, and then we bought it, and then now it's happening. Like it's like you like that sound, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm a firm believer of like manifesting shit that happens to you. Yeah, like you make it happen, and putting it out into the universe only helps. And yeah, I'm a firm believer in like 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 jinxing. Like if you put it out into the universe, fuck, we're probably gonna crash now. Nah, see, we can't talk, start crash. talking about this shit, G, because we'll honestly be here all night. I can talk about it. I I will talk about that stuff forever, bro. Any or any of my close mates know that when we start talking about that sort of shit, G. I'll go forever, bro. <laughs> okay, like, okay. this is the buzziest shit. I'll say one. I'll just talk about <laughs> one. I'll just talk about one, bro. Can, how, how crazy is it that, like, the the faith, the, how we have so much faith in humanity, bro, that, like, like, I think about, like, and I'm not a serial killer. I'm not a fucking crazy. But, like, say I'm driving, right? Like, I was driving down the coast with um, Riv and Nan and, a couple of the boys were driving the car and we're going around the bends around the east coast and i was like bro do you <coughs> find it so crazy that your guys lives are in my hands right now oh yeah like i, I could just go like this i could choose look at the wrist <laughs> <laughs> bang and what? we're all dead it's up to me right now who lives it's up to me it is i could be driving along a straight a truck could be coming the other way and i could just go all right later boys <laughs> boom flick my wrist and we're all dead yeah it's as easy as that I could, I could, I could just be sitting there in a restaurant with the boys, and I could just grab the knife, bang, dead. What? But you could. <laughs> is what I'm saying, G. How no, crazy it honestly, is. Honestly, life, like it's but fuck. See how you think, like how you go. What? Like what the? But it, it, it I can. could. Yeah, I can. literally could. I can. I could grab that and I could smash it. <laughs> I could, G. I could if I wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's what buzzes me out. Oh, like, I don't how know. I'll fucking slip. Slip <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Slipped> left, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could to anybody else. Yeah, you could. <laughs> nah, it, it's it's scary. That's the thing about like life, G. I, I, I just live straight up like I might die today. Like, yeah. And I don't actually... Not that I don't um, have regard for my life or anything, but I don't care when I die. Like, I don't care the date mm. that's it's going to happen or anything because I know I do everything every day. Yeah. Like, happy for me. So, whatever happens, that's that. Yeah. Like, I just don't worry about it. It's not that I don't care about dying. Obviously, I don't want to die now. Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> but <laughs> but I know whatever's going to happen, oh, well. See, I, did you see that post I did on 138 about um my, like, my why and... That I, when I found my old notebook, did you see that? I found I my I old notebook and it found like, and it's not very old because we're not About very the, old. About um, the one three eight. Yeah, hey, it was my why and yeah. name. And your why was like to inspire, or was it to yeah. um, have? There was a your few. goal was to like see people wearing your clothes. Eh? I was inspired by people seeing my stuff. I was um, my goal was to inspire other people to pursue whatever they love doing. Yeah. 
and showing that in you're not you don't need to be born with a name to create one um anyone can do anything they want mm. if they put a bit of effort in and, and mm. hard work and they try and anyone can and a, and a word for word I wrote anyone can eat with the big dogs yeah you know? anyone can if you really want to yeah there's no there's no limit to it there was no the guy who started um Nike you know like yeah he just came out of nowhere and he just did it yeah you know like people just do it there's no limit this to say that you cannot do it and yeah. that's my goal is to be like and especially for people around here I grew up in Mount Maunganui Tauranga I grew up here um I spent most of my life here I spent a couple of years of my last years at school up in Auckland and then I moved around a bit after that but most of my life I've been here mm. and so to inspire yeah, young people from here and to be able to put you know like this area on the map you know like something like that's very important to me a place yeah. that's very important to me because like we've come a long way even as a city you know like but how small did Mount Taringa used to be <sighs> like that's honestly, crazy now like the shit I've seen in my life and just my lifetime yeah like that's what I think about my parents like when they knew yeah. everything is paddocks yeah. but like when we used to come to the mountain, it didn't look like this. <laughs> yeah, like 100%. it is nuts. It is nuts. Like, but Tauranga is a really um big developing yeah. city at the yeah. moment. But man, it is crazy how fast things have changed. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, it'll be main. That's a main. Like, cause then people will know not only where you're from, but that place as a cool place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and then like I've sort of grown my my wires and things that, as I've gone. You know, yeah. like that was my initial sort of stuff. And then I really found like, you know, like I found my own, I found my brand um, as I've gone. And it's only been like, you know, 10, maybe not even 10 months. Mm. Hasn't even been a year. But like I've I've learned so much and like, you know, like creating this brand, which our motto and logo, like motto we stand by is inspired by purpose. So Everything I do is what does that purpose. So right down to our name, 138. 138 is the street address of the house I grew up in. Yeah, yeah. That's purpose. That's meaning, you know? That means something to me. Okay. And I wanted to use that and create some sort of leverage to help in ways I otherwise couldn't, you know? So, like, I want to create this leverage where I can help things and use and create awareness around things that I want to and that that means something to me that I otherwise couldn't if I didn't do this mm. an example being my first t-shirt save the elephants yeah, I've yeah. always been hated animal cruelty all that sort of shit I saw that um one day I saw on Facebook I was scrolling and Them Trump legalized now he legalized the um not the detusking of elephants but um like the importing of tusks of elephants or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I created this little um, cartoon image of um, Donald Trump sawing off a elephant tusk. Yeah. Um, put words "save the elephants" on it. Created a T-shirt and I donated ten percent of my profits to a Save the Elephants organization online. That's so mean. And I and created they took that off a, They sold out. Yeah, they sold out, and I, I bought them back again once. Um, and they sold out again in two days, and I'm not bringing them out again. 
I heard your podcast about it, how you you've made it exclusive and kind of like a reward. That's yeah, and and, and that's like a, being um, a loyal. That's exactly, and right. that's like a thing. Like I could I could bring out another two hundred, and I could probably sell them pretty quickly. And I don't mean to say that in an arrogant way, but I I feel they like would sell their, I feel sell like the the sort of and the messages I still get about oh, are you bringing the elephant t shirts back? I get that a lot, and. I say no, I'm not. Unfortunately, I might bring it back one day at some point, a few years down the line. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. right now, there's 180 to 200 Save the Elephants t-shirts out there, circling around, Is and that's right? all there is. Yeah. And so, one thing I've always thought, and this is going off on a bit of a tangent, but one thing I've always believed in is that um, the only thing wrong with clothing and running a clothing business is that clothes always lose their value very quickly. Yeah. You can buy a hoodie brand new for 120 bucks, and then you could sell it the next day, and it's not even worn. Yeah, and it's but you won't get 120 bucks for it. You won't get 120 bucks for it. There's no depreciation of value. Eh? Yeah, like just of clothes yeah. is massive. But then there's a huge market overseas of reselling exclusive yep. stuff. Eh? Exactly. So that's what I shirts. thought. I thought if you make well, there's only one way you can change that. You can um, decrease the supply and increase the demand of yeah, yeah. of what you're selling. And so I thought, you know, like, why don't I make, um, and it linked into um, my business plan, how I wanted to run things. I wanted to bring stuff out, like, you know, in lots of 100, um, yeah, sitting around the 100 mark, I usually buy in lots of 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can bring out new stuff consistently. I don't want to keep restocking because of how I've built my business out is I started with no debt because I saved up enough money for my first collection. Then I sold that out, and then I used that money to buy more clothes. So and nothing then I sold was alone. Out. Nah, so nothing was alone. Yeah, um, and it's a slower process, of course, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. can't just go and buy thirty different t-shirts, a hundred of each. You can't do that because you haven't, you know, you don't have the income or you don't have the money to do it. Because I didn't. But what I did have was, you know, enough self-control to to save a little bit of money, buy my first collection. Let that sell out, then buy my next one. Let that sell out, and slowly grew from there, and just like let it expand in that way. So then you start with no debt, you know. I guess that, but the way you've kind of marketed your company gives a real personal touch because selling less than demanded, like you know, having less supply than demand, staying under the equilibrium. Yeah. That's such like a philosophical way of thinking because you have your reason to do that. Yeah. So your reason is to give to your loyal people and also give them opportunity to remake, mm. and then they feel like they're part of this kind of movement. But yeah, yeah and then there's the capitalists that would sell at the perfect amount, whatever the demand is. I'm going to meet it with supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that's probably you know that's more money, mm. but that's not your brand, yeah. and that's the cool thing that people who actually can think about it will know. This fella isn't doing it for money. He's actually doing it yeah. for purpose, which is what you are inspired by. Yeah. Purpose. Inspired by purpose, <laughs> <Whoa>! baby. <laughs> you just went on that little That was shit. a round. <laughs> you were like. Gee, I purpose. bought that around so good. <laughs> and you didn't even have to try, G. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically it. Um, creating, a, creating a story um, and a journey that people feel a part of. Yeah. Um, and then they're more inclined to, to support you and help you out. Yeah, um, it's personal. Yeah, exactly. So you've created this thing where, um, you know, by, 
by documenting you working out of your garage um, or out of your bedroom, which I have. I started in my bedroom. Um, by doing that, people, you know, they feel this sense of emotion, emotional connection to you yeah, yeah, yeah. They f- and to your story. And then when comes time to drop your clothes in a collection, um, they're like, you know, I'm going to support this guy. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. A, and and pro- by providing value to them, um, by educating them, um, I did a podcast. Let's say about tax and GST. Like when I learned about tax and GST. Yeah. Um, and someone was like, you know, someone might have taken that in, and I'll never know, but someone might have taken that in and been like. Oh, that act- that one little thing in there actually helped, helped me, me with my, and then they get cold in winter. They need a hoodie. They need a crew net. You know, who <laughs> and do they you're come there. to? <laughs> you're there, ready they to come go. to the person. Yeah, that provided them the value. That thing you're talking about, G, is um your selling point. I I I had a sketch up about what I wanted to do with my kind of social media presence and what I wanted to focus on, how I'm gonna grow, and. I was like, what? What is it about me? What? What do I want to provide? Because I know only three things sell, or three things happen. Like it's just you educate, or it's entertaining, or it's sex, like attraction. You know, yeah. like attraction yeah. is the only three things. Like those are the only three things that anybody can have that somebody else wants. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like somebody will take away from it. You know, like because if it's a hot bitch with their tits out, like TikTok, okay, TikTokers. Like, you don't have to be anything, but you got your tits out, little men are fucking clicking. Uh, like, it doesn't uh, matter if you're an unco bitch that can't dance or shit, they're clicking because you're hot. So that's with, like, attraction, sex, and then, you know, education and entertainment. And I found that my my strong suit is the entertainment side, mm. like, because I like to entertain. It's hard for me to get in front of cameras and kind of script something, mm. but if I'm going off the cuff like this, then it's easy for me to entertain. Mm. But the educating way, me and you have really different styles um, in terms of like you take the influence of Gary Vee and even Ice Project and that, they all talk this way and it's straightforward. Mm. Like you give it to the viewer um, exactly how it is. Like you guys have the points, you guys present your argument and that's what it is, that's what you guys have to offer. Mm. And you're not saying it's right or wrong, but this is what your guys' way mm. is to offer. And my kind of way is roundabout like what we talked about like mm. i like i don't do it intentionally but every way i ever teach someone or every way somebody takes anything away from me it's not because of what i said or it's not because of what i directly said to them there's like subliminal messages that i'm trying to get across yeah. and like that's something i've been trying to like work on was being like showing my point like presenting the point post yarn but like i feel like my way of Talking is the only way I can. Yeah. So then that's like, again, staying true to yourself. Like, oh, well, if somebody's going to get something from that, then they they learned it that way. <laughs> I'll, I'll nick that one for you. <laughs> wait, wait, break, break, or we're just <laughs> drinking the water. I was getting emotional there. Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's cool. Anyway, back to the segment. Next segment. Kids, G. Kids these days, like TikTok and shit. That's so huge. Like, and especially TikTok, to have a whole um, new social media platform come out 
that's as big as any other platform. They don't pay the same, and there's not the same kind of like fame behind it because it's pretty inconsistent. But for something to come out in that time, this time, I guess like TikTok compared to Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, for some a social media kind of concept to come out, out like an app, it's an app, eh? like an app to come out that breaks onto the social media scene as this fucking phenomenon. Like it's huge. It makes you think like, like because everything's been done. Hey, and you're like, fuck, well, what could I do to to get into something? Or what could I do to, like, be as good as them? Yeah. Bro, there's always space, and that's what's TikTok's shown. Mm. Like, they're, they're doing the same shit as... You can do that shit on Instagram, you can do that shit on Facebook, you can yeah. post a seven-second video, but the innovation around the fucking whole social media game, it's similar to anything, but somehow they've still cracked it. Makes you think, like, fuck, there's always space in any field... Whatever you want to do, even if somebody's already done it, there's another way to do it. We're talking about circling, um, and I'm going to circle right back to where we said shooting your shot, and TikTok could be a perfect example. Let's look at someone like fucking Addison Ray. Oh, silly. But like... Doing nothing. Where did she come from? <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio. The I bet on you the one day she was just like, I'm going to make a TikTok. <coughs> See if I can crack it. Yeah. Did it. And now look. Like has anything, dude. Has everything. And that goes back oh, like another story I have. Um so last week I, I did that survival challenge. Hey. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. And um on the island or something. Yeah, on the island, yeah. stranded on an island. And um this multi television show or this T V series show had me out, Hahana. And they were like, hey, we love your um, stuff you do on social media. Could we please come do a um, show on you? Mm. Yeah, like a, one of the episodes. Because they go around following Māori content creators. That, uh, oh, me. Yeah. So they came up to me and they asked me to do that. And I was like, oh, sweet. The producer messaged me. They paid me for the day. It was all professional as fuck. They come yeah. with these fucking gears, all these gears. And then um, they were like, we're sending our host, Judah and Nixon. And I was like, fuck, I've heard those names somewhere. Yeah, so have I. Judah Nixon. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. TikTok. Uh, Judah Nixon. Judah, Judex. She's the one with oh. the wall. And Nixon's the one with the blonde hair. What? G. Yeah, like the blonde, like top hair. They're the hosts of this Māori show. And their way they're hosting it, like the way they're selling it, I guess, is like they're learning at the same time. The viewer's learning, and that's their kind of way of relating to people. Yeah, so, and I was like... Holy fuck, that's how big TikTok is. Like, just because they have, oh, they have hundreds of thousands. They have 350,000 or something on their yeah. TikToks. And just because of that, they've literally created a career for themselves yeah. from TikTok, G. And, like, they get paid good, G. Like, oh, like, the day I got paid for, I would have been getting half of what they got for, and I got paid good. And I was like, holy shit, these kids, 18 and 19, G. Have have cracked, <laughs> have cracked it from fucking posting them doing the walk. Even like um, like for someone like myself, like I'm looking for, and like I'm getting into like influencer marketing. You know, like I want to find people who, yeah, yeah, who fight um, who people are influenced by, um, and it sort of, I guess, it sort of links back to what you said around um, where, where I guess I sort of differ, um, in what you said. Where you said like you know like 
attraction, you know, like someone who's got her ass out, you know, in a vid- in a photo, um, and she might have uh, six hundred thousand followers, you know. But I'm looking for engagement, you know, like you get you get those people who are, yeah. you know, who who will put their ass out in every photo, and they might have six hundred thousand followers, but then you might get someone who's got fifty thousand followers, but every single follower. Is so influenced by what that person does, you know. They like because everything, comment on exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm trying to find that, and like just even that, bro. Like for you to be able to create this little platform, to use a platform like TikTok and create <coughs> this little name for yourself yeah. and journey for yourself, documenting your journey. Yeah. People feel a part of that, and then you'll find people who like me who are trying to find people that influence others. Yeah. Because I need that for my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll throw, you know, money or clothes to you. Yeah. To help to help me. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's from TikTok. <laughs> from yeah. an app. I think the hard thing about TikTok in terms of um like yeah, there's the following and this is getting even deeper into following and engagement. These like Judah and Nixon, they have mad engagement, you know, thousand comments a post. Fucking hundred thousand likes, close to a million likes, someone, and yeah, that's that's fucking awesome, G. They're cracking it, and they got a show out of it. But um, you can't really sell it commercially because I guess you can sometimes. But these kids, they're kids that are following. Yeah, them. yeah. they don't have the money to buy this fucking yeah. shit that their things that their idols are wearing. But then, what's your niche there? So, like, you think. And and that's where it comes you into sell that. views with them. Well, then you think, hey, you think like that's where it's got to come into your head. And what, like we talked about how we think earlier, it changes. So like, you think, oh well, I'm not getting paid per view I get on my on my video that I just posted. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm someone TikTok's not paying me a dollar per view. Yeah. Like it's not like that. And these people aren't paying me. Yeah. So how can I use that? To create something from it, to create income from it, that's that sort of thinking. You got to be like, okay, well, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting money from TikTok. I'm not getting money from these people who are watching my videos. Yeah. But what I can Where get can money I from is next. people who want that, people who want my clout, people who want. Do you know the um, views I get? Something that I know the other day, hanging out with Judah. Um, shout out Judah if you're watching, but um, Judah and Nixon. Judah's a dancer on there. And she sells dancers, like music producers, G. Yeah. Say, can you please use our music in one of your videos? We'll pay you a grand to do a dance to it. Shit. So it works like that for her, G. That's yeah. another stem of income she's made. So not only does she have this TV show, this TV series, but then she's got this other fucking thing where people, music producers all around the world yeah. are messaging her, use our our thing in a TikTok <sighs> In a 15-second video, do a wall to our beat and we'll pump in a 1,000 to your fucking That's bank account, Jay. That's man. how far it goes. Like, yeah. And when she told me that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's how big it is. Like, people that are just climbing for views and, you know, for music, it's different because the views do get them money. Like, if they click on that song and then download the song on Spotify, boom, money. So that works how they're marketing it. But I was like, holy shit. That's how deep it goes. Like, she's not only just selling fucking working for her money, but then she's just doing a side wall for a grand. Well, see, see, like, how you said, like, 
um, like another stem of income, what you said there. Have you heard that the average millionaire seven. earns seven sources of income? I've heard that. I think I heard that from you or Ice. And so how do you create that? Like, yeah. And which is what, I guess, without even thinking about it, uh, what's her name again? Judah. Judah. Yeah. It's probably already sort of, it's like a natural thing. She's sort of thinking that without yeah, even thinking it, without knowing. Like, how can I create these different sources of income? Because, like, people think that um, for me to be a millionaire, I need to crack that job that gets me a million dollars a year. But that's not the case, you that's know. It's not, G. And it's not for 90% of millionaires. Yeah. They have seven different sources of you're income. You're only at work 50% of the year. Exactly. What do you do with the other 50%? Exactly. Like <laughs> there are so many things that um, you can create income for yourself. And I, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to get, I don't want people to think that I'm driven by money because I'm not like, and but I, money makes things possible. Jay. Yeah, it does. It does. And yeah, yeah, exactly. It does. It makes, it makes things like it, it feeds the things that you enjoy. There's things money can't buy. But there are definitely things money can. Yeah. So like, it's like, <laughs> gee, like this is an argument I've had a lot. And I always say like to people who are against money can't buy happiness, blah, blah, money can't buy this, blah, blah, blah. If you ever look at a different person's situation that's in a worse situation than you, for me, I live in a life of privilege. I don't have to worry about food, shelter, clothes. Yeah. Those aren't three things that I have to buy again. I've got it. You know, it's it's you here. You buy some clothes though, Bar. Really. Yeah, yeah, I buy, <laughs> I buy some clothes. One three eight, one three eight. But you know, I don't, I don't. There's a, there's those limited means I have. Yeah. So when I think, fuck, I'm hungry, I can buy food with my money. Yeah. That helps you actually, like health wise. Yeah. Fuck, I'm cold. I put on my jacket. Yeah. I put on a blanket. Fuck, I need to go to sleep. I go inside my house, lie on my bed. Yep. Those are three things money buys. <laughs> yeah. Those are that's real. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets to happiness. Like people but it gets to happiness. So there's like a pyramid. Those three things are the base, mm. I guess. And there's a pyramid. Next, I worry about my happiness. Oh, I feel like I need a break. I go on a vacation. Yeah. Then I buy a vacation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where money comes in again with happiness. You're not buying Happiness, but you're buying a source to get you there. And people who complain, like, um, who say, fuck, money can't buy you happiness, it doesn't matter to these people who can't buy food and fucking shelter. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, all yeah. they need to buy is fucking food, shelter, and yeah, clothing. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're not thinking about being happy. They're thinking about being warm or fed. I think it's a difference so between... That's where money has the power. Yeah, finding, yeah. finding the... Difference between being attached to money and understanding the importance of money. money. Yeah, it's important, G. Because it, it fucking is important. Will. Yeah, uh, it, of course. And um, like I, I've been, you know, and I won't name, but like there's been certain clothing brands and like other businesses um, who haven't sort of bought into what I to what I believe and what I portray. They sort of, I guess, they just like I've got a few DMs and. That and what comes with the positives comes with the negatives, you know. Like, yeah. of, of course, always you're gonna have that um, 
that DM that that where people tell you that like fuck you've um, done so much for me yeah. or like you know like I've been really inspired by your journey all that yeah. sort of shit you always get that and those and are mean yeah they always mean yeah. but you're always gonna get the opposite you're always gonna have someone who's gonna give you the negative <laughs> always and you gotta and and like what I've learned from like important people is um, being able to stay level headed with that yeah feeling the same when I get a um, when I get a uh, you know, like a, a, a happy comment when when I get someone that's so a compliment. Yeah. When I get a compliment, I feel the same when I get a compliment as I do to when I get something negative. I feel the same. True. When someone gives me a compliment, I feel level. I f- thank you. I always say thank you. You're still gracious. I appreciate. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you so much for your support. I appreciate it. I always say thank you. But then, if I get a negative, I feel the same. Always. Like it doesn't change. Nah. And so see, for me, it's different. Yeah, no, nah, but, but see, see, very different. Yeah, for me. but have you f- have you heard? Oh, so, so this is actually science around around your human body and okay. around how humans react to this stuff. So they say that apparently, um, your body has a ninety second reaction, a chemical reaction. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, yeah where um, where your body reacts to something. To make the decision. Yeah. So so. If someone gives you a negative comment, comments on your YouTube channel and goes, "Bro, you're shit. Your tats are shit. Like yeah. your your family's fucking gay." Like yeah. if they yeah. said that to you, ninety seconds, your body's gonna have a chemical reaction of anger. I'm guessing, yeah, likely to be anger or let's just say anger. <laughs> let's just say anger. What kind of anger? Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be anger, yeah. But then after the ninety seconds, what do I do with it? That's on you. The rest okay. is on you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you get to decide how you personally. It happens now. But like, 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 literally, genetically, mm. like human in your human makeup, ninety seconds is your is your body reacting chemically reacting. Yeah, so and then after that, that is literally you. Yeah, it's okay. how you react to it. So after ninety seconds, and so how you feel after ninety seconds. That can be changed. That can be how you f- how yeah. you literally react to something can be changed after ninety seconds. That first ninety seconds is always going to be yeah. a, a natural thing. What, what what was your goal, G, with starting starting a podcast? Like, what was that? I know it was awareness and shit, but was there anything in there for you personally? Uh well, I got into podcasts myself. Like, I loved watching podcasts. Same. And listening to podcasts, I do it every time I'm on the road. Oh That's yeah, what I, do. I don't listen to. I barely listen to, listen to music anymore. Same, yeah. same. Day. It's just podcasts, like yeah, exactly. And, and like, um, I think you can find a lot of value on podcasts. So like, people, uh, let's say people who are working uh, repetitive jobs, or not even repetitive jobs, people who are just working and they like to put the headphones and listen to music. I feel like um, even them. Can get a lot of value out of because you've got something to gain from. Yeah, you can to, get yeah. and the storytelling thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I, l- I don't, I don't just listen to fucking business podcasts and educational podcasts. I listen to story podcasts. You know, like I listen to um one I'm listening to right now is the story about that Curtis Flower, this Curtis Flowers guy who, yeah. now it's like a um basically a guy who has um been in prison for like twenty five years or something. For something he didn't commit, and every time he gets put out of prison, the guy takes him back to trial. Um, and he he didn't do it. It's clear as fucking do it. 
but he's yeah. been sitting in 25 years for something he didn't do. And this person's going around interviewing everyone who's involved in the actual murder. And he had the death penalty, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And... And like, he got vacated of all of it. Yeah, uh, but I find that stuff, like, s- I find it so, like, interesting. Like, I'd so rather sit there and listen to a story. <laughs> a story than just like... Ding, 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 yeah, ding, than ding. the same song yeah. I've listened to a thousand times. Yeah. I uh, Don't get me wrong, I love music. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit of, of a muser myself. Yeah. Like, I really get into beats and shit. Yeah. But I'm more on... Would rather listen to people and experience. I think it's and the that stimulating your mind. To it like is being stimulating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. And like, even like for me and you, we're young. We have bare minimum life experience. Even the business experience you have is minimum. <sighs> and the shit I've done is minimum. Whatever it is, there's still something to take away. Whether it is like, oh, these cunts are onto something, or. Fuck, they're definitely wrong, and I'm still on the right track. Mm. So, like, that's cool. Yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. get from it, like, there's something to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. that's what I like 100%. about like um, listening to podcasts because yeah. even the podcasts I disagree with. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, that fr- confirms for me my beliefs in that thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and that was like one of the first reasons why I st- wanted to start a podcast. Um, another one being, um. Following the philosophy of Gary V in that um, posting on his posting as much content on as many different platforms at as many in as many different um, styles as possible. Yeah, podcast being one of them, and podcast was something <coughs> that you know, there's something there's a stupid um, stat around like how many active YouTube accounts there are compared to how many active podcasts there are. Like, it's, like, fucking 10 million against, like, 300, 400,000 or something like that. It's something stupid. Yeah. And, like... Because do you know a famous New Zealand podcast? No. Nah. Exactly, G. Nah. There's a market for it here. Yeah, exactly. And, they're, but they're, and even, like, well, there's like a you're starting now. Yeah. Um, And, what you know, like, I started in, well, like, December, November, whatever Last it was. Year. Yeah. We're still early, bro. I know, like, the market still isn't oversaturated. It hasn't hit yet. Yeah. People, a lot of people still don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. But it's so evident that it's going to be big. It's coming, G. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be big. And that was was another driver for me. Like, I know it's going to, yeah, getting in front of, like, you know, you got Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Those are the three that we're on as our podcast. Oh, and YouTube. Um, Like, those are platforms that, like, why would you waste that? When it's there, like, you might as well use it. Yeah. That's, like, I think about it in New Zealand, and there's not really, you know, social media is big enough to make a career here, mm. but nobody really breaks into the international market. Mm. There's one chick, Shani Grimmond or something, yeah. and she does the makeup one. Yeah. She's big. She's proper big. She's, like, 4 million subscribers on YouTube. She's proper big. She's overseas. And there's this other dude, Yodi, and he does um, like reaction videos and stuff. But then pretty much everybody else ain't even in their league. Jimmy Jackson, he's huge. He's huge. He's nearly got a million subscribers. (laughs) He's huge. But pretty much the whole million are from here or Aussie. He's not not international with it. It's not an international brand. Mm. Like Jake Paul is. Logan Paul. Like we will talk about them. Nelk boys. 
Now Kapoor is like, we know them. How Full the sin. fuck? Are Full fuck sin. Like, we know they're, yeah, they're exactly. sayings. It's, it's crazy to think, fuck, still nobody's really what done is it full, from here. What is full sin? Like, something little as a saying like that to them mm. is this little part of their story yeah. that they're sharing and yeah. people feel a part of it yeah. because they use it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Full sin. Full sin. Oh, yeah. Send it. Yeah, send full it. sin, full sin. Yeah. Like, that's just, it, it's that storytelling again. It's it's creating this little journey thing that people feel a part of. Yeah. It's Fuck, mean. it's just circles and circles and circles. It is. It is. But, like, I'd love to break it to, because there's a few in New Zealand, I guess, that have talk shows, or there's this chick, Kiwi Yarns, and um, I don't know if you know, her name's Brody, I think, and um, she does really cool yarns with Kiwis, only strictly Kiwis, and oh, not that any of us do anything with anybody globally, but she does it on a personal level just to Kiwis, yeah. just to relate to Kiwis. And I was like, yeah, cool, that's a cool niche market because yeah. everybody can relate to that. That's from here, and you're only targeting here. But that never grows past here. Yeah, That's when I came into my podcast. I was like, how am I going to grow further? Because I'm so mouldy in the way I think. Like, I speak mouldy all the time. Like, I struggle to not... Um, speak Māori and that's hard to globalise but I wouldn't want to do it any other way for me because I can't mm. but like I look around and I see like um, Lion Civilian the River Jordan do you know them? Yeah and they I do saw their thing. Don't Make It Orcs yeah. yeah. is that what it's called Don't Make It Orcs Don't Make It Orcs I've seen a few videos but like I have AUX like the Orcs good but like <laughs> yeah. Orcs like awkward <laughs> and it's so yeah, cool G yeah and I was like fuck you cunts are so cool and like then I realised maybe my goal isn't to become international. It's to have other kids like me inspire to those people. Like, fuck, you guys are doing so much. And you guys bring a smile to my face every time a video comes out. Well, see, you don't have to, you don't have to know your why when you start. That's, you don't have to know. You'll have a fair idea of what you want to do and what you want to achieve when you start. But just fucking start. Like... And then you find yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you might learn it along the way. Yeah. You, you, then you realise, fuck, this is, this is what the universe put me into this for. This is why do it I so did you it. you can find out. And, it find, and you find your way. The world has a funny way of always coming around and, and always just finding its way. Like, it just always happens. Yeah. Like some for some reason, some way, <laughs> somehow, bro, something just for some reason it just always clicks in some way. It ends up clicking, and I, I, I'm a firm believer. And there'll be people who are different, but I'm a firm believer in um, just starting and just like starting and learning on the go. And this that's not <coughs> not to say that's the right answer, but yeah, um, th- there'll be people who uh, you know like oh I want to get. All the, you know, Pretty all the info behind me, um, a step by step guide for when I start. I know this is where I need to be I in six months. This I need to be in a year. I need this and I need this, and this is how much I'm going to spend on this. But I couldn't fucking tell you how much I spent on Facebook ads in the last year, and that might not be a strength of mine, but at the moment, but it could be. But I'll never know that because unless you try, unless I started, because <laughs> now I've started, I fucking learned that, and. I, I may have been able to start today and knowing that that fact like oh I wasted this money on Facebook ads I wasted this but I made a lot more back in starting earlier because 
you made you made more in starting earlier than what you lost in how much you spent on dud Facebook ads, you know? Yeah. You made more back in just starting and being there for 10 months. Yeah. And creating awareness for yourself. Crazy, eh? It's so crazy to think it's as easy as taking the first step. And following through, bro, because it's fucking hard work. Like, oh, there's no doubt. That's what it is, Jay. Like, I've had the heaps. It is hard work. Like, people think that, um, you know, like, for myself, and you'll be the same in different in your different ways, um, like how you spend a bunch of time editing, things yeah. like that. People don't see that. People think, yeah. oh, YouTube video. People don't think, fuck, I <coughs> spend all night editing yeah, that YouTube video. Yeah. Same with me. People think, oh, he just fucking sells clothes, and he posts photos on Instagram of his clothes. But people don't see the hours I spent sitting on the ground in my room measuring a hoodie, um, finding the size of the hood I want, yeah. finding um, the right colours that I wanted to use for my collection. Everything fits together. Things like that, like little things that people don't see behind the scenes. It's hard work, bro. Like, it is. Bro, it always is. You do so much more unpaid. That's why when people say, I'm in it for the money, I'm like, do you know how much I do for nothing? <sighs> exactly. <bro>. Like, <laughs> how much are you getting for this? Nothing. You're only getting fuck all. You know what you're getting is you paid $200 each for these mics. Yeah, I paid, paid I paid like a... I reckon I have $10,000 of equipment. Exactly. And then I've paid for the beers that we're drinking. <laughs> and I did, and, what? and I pay for the fucking phone that I have to text you. Okay? Yeah. that's These are all the business expenses I've taken for nothing. For for free. Yeah, for free. And to it's provide. Just to give something to, to someone else. Yeah. Like, it's just realising who you are. Yep. I guess is the roundabout way of looking at it. Realise who you are and be you because that's the only thing you could ever sell. <laughs> Fuck, we've gone, for, we've gone around a few, few roundabouts today, haven't we? Fucking yeah. Right yeah, indicator. Yeah. We're going like that all you day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just come around again. Yeah, just come around again. I wanted to talk to you about marriage, dude. Being potential. Is it like, as is, is, his fatherhood, like, you know, that's it for you and Ayla. Yous are going to be linked to each other no matter what through the rest of your life. yeah. Even if you guys had the roughest time, you know, obviously that's thinking worst case scenario. Mm. But you guys might end up being apart from each other. You guys are linked forever. No, yeah, no matter case. what. Yeah. Yeah. Even if touch wood, anything ever happened, this experience has linked you for your life. I think, I think um, something that, like what, I guess where I was a little bit, where I, f I felt or thought a little bit differently around this whole situation is that, um, like, I understand my my relationship with Ayla, and, like, I'm very happy, and I know that, you know, that, like, I'm, I'm in the right place, and I'm, I'm with the right person. Right, continue. Like, I know that, yeah. And so, yeah, of course, you're talking about marriage. I'm saying, could marriage be a possibility for you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's Close. no doubt. Yeah. Oh, Close future, near future? Uh, <laughs> marriage, marriage <laughs> to me, marriage comes down to a fucking... Um, Piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Well, and money. <laughs> marriage it is does. money, bro. It does. Marriage, marriage it doesn't change... It depends who you are. Like, some people are happy and want to do just the elope. Yeah, well, we'll see, I seen this thing that popped up that was like, um, 
I like I would rather travel the world with my better half than um, thirty thousand. Yeah, then feed or then spend thirty thousand dollars on feeding people I haven't seen in ten years. I've seen that, and it's true, bro. I would way rather spend that money on traveling the world with Ayla and yeah. with our baby now. Yes, or even that's the situation thirty thousand on your business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Making it bigger yeah. for your future child exactly. and, and their and future. Like, I, I would spend that money, um, like, when it comes to, like, if you're talking about marriage and, um, like, spending money on a wedding, things like that, like, I would rather um, spend that money on experiences, traveling the world, um, being able to go to somewhere that I, ne- I never have or I've always wanted to go to, yeah. um, or that we've always wanted to go to. And yeah, and using it on that as opposed to like I, I'm not, I've never been a person, and I'm happy that Ayla's kind of we're we're sort of the same thinking in that, like we've never been people who wanted a big this big wedding where yeah. like everyone's there, um, everyone that we've always known since we were kids, like you know, two hundred three hundred people there, like we don't want that. Yeah, but we do want our we do want our close people there. Yeah, yeah, like so really like, intimate. Yeah, and, and like. Having the having the option to um, invite them, tell them we're going to Bora Bora, wherever it is, we're going to Bora Bora for our wedding. Yeah, would love for you to be there. If you can't be there, that's fine. Like I understand. Yeah, but if you can be there, that'd be awesome. Giving them the option. If they come, they come. They don't. They don't. Yeah, like, that's, that's the cool thing about going overseas, eh? Because then you cut off the exactly. People. Yeah, but, and, and like and like you can't, and we wouldn't. Have like a, you know, like take it personally, you know, like because some people in that situation wouldn't be able to afford it's it. It's for use. Yeah, that's yeah. what you need to remember. Yeah, yeah. and I'm no expert in <laughs> fucking marriage. So I'm not going to sit here and talk like I know what marriage is about and I know what um, what relationships are. And I'm a relationship guru because I'm not. I'm 21 years old. Yeah. My partner's 19. Yeah, she's pregnant with our baby, and we we aren't. We are nowhere near experts at relationships or marriages, but what we are is we're we've become experts in each other. We know like how we how each other operate, yeah, and and we've just been transparent about everything. We're talking about fucking relationships now, come on, but but we've been transparent about everything. Yeah. Um, and the key to you know, like being happy in a relationship is being open and honest and and just knowing everything because yeah, I, I believe I believe that that's important. And then yeah, just finding finding what like ticks each other over, you know, and then just making each other happy and not worrying about and and it always links back to circling back to everything. It other people's happy when when it comes to certain things, it doesn't matter about what other people think. It doesn't matter about other people's happiness. It matters about that is your moment. You're gonna get married with your partner. That yeah. is yours and their moment. It is your guys' moment and your and your kids. If it's your kids, not even your parents. I love I love my parents. Yeah, she loves your parents. Of course, you always love your parents. Yeah, but that is your moment. That's, yeah, that's and it's your choice for no one on else. how you do it. how you do it. Yeah, because I'm kind of backwards on marriage. Yeah. I'm kind of anti-marriage and the oh, whole yeah. and the whole scheme of things. Because I guess, like, it's not for me. I've always seen it as 
a backwards thought in terms of like, it's it's a modern thought. Civil union was first made from English from back in the empire days where royalty would sell or just make their other royal kids combine in a civil union, which is marriage, um, to strengthen their war base. Yeah. Because automatically they're mutual friends. Now we all go we all share our alliance. Boom, we're bigger than everyone. That's how marriage started. So like the the thing behind marriage, I'm not talking about um being in love with someone, I'm talking about marriage as a concept. And where I think like people say, get married before you have kids, get married before you have a house and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? There, there's so much other things to do before marriage. Like yeah. <laughs> marriage is like the end goal for me where for some it's where they start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, we look, if, if, if we look back to like when we were kids, say – um, say like year seven, year eight, whatever. Someone goes, "Oh, do you go out with that girl or whatever?" Be like, oh, it's just a thing. Like we, no, we're just in a thing. A it's thing. just a thing. What is a thing? <laughs> a thing is a fucking relationship. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. What's a thing? You know, <laughs> like we called it a thing, and we thought that being in a thing was not a relationship just because you hadn't titled it. Yeah. It's just the same with marriage. Uh, yeah, it is. G. You're There's in a relationship. In a strong relationship, and there will be a lot of people who are not married yeah. that are in a stronger relationship than people who are. Yeah, yeah. It's a title. Marriage is just a title, and that's exactly. how I see it, G. Yep. I just see it as a piece of paper, and I'm like, it's really worthless to me. Yeah. So I have no need to ever get married. If my partner, her lifelong dream, Mona, if your if her lifelong dream was to have a beautiful marriage, mm. and she wanted that ceremony, yeah, for her, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, but see, that's that's and and that already links back to what we were talking about about finding what makes each other tick. Yeah, and that it just that is just a relationship, bro. That yeah, is yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with the marriage. Yeah, yeah. That is ha- what makes each other feel happy, and it yeah. comes down to your happiness, you two, and no one else. Yeah, not not. It's it not about do. that piece of paper. It's about what makes if it's going to make your partner happy because she grew up in a family where. Um, marriages were a big thing and a big yeah. deal, yeah. and that's a thing. And like, I'm never going to talk down on marriages. I want to get married, of course. Same. I, do. I don't want to talk down on it either. Yeah, yeah but it's, this is, that's uh, it. It's 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 just because you're saying that um, if you're not going to get married, that it's not a big thing. It is a big thing, yeah. of course it is. But if you don't get married, it's st- you're still in a big thing. You're still I in a big relationship. You, like, um, your relationship is just as viable. Yeah. Like, I don't feel it. like. Because you're ha- you've had kids before your relationship, or before your marriage, mm. that your relationship is any less authentic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's where religion and stuff comes into it, I guess. Mm. And that's a deeper chord at all. Oh, that's a... Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see like, religion has their rules. Yeah. yeah. And even touching on religion, since I'm there, I am not a religious person. Yeah. We know this about me. I'm not a religious person, but I truly believe religion is a beautiful way of life because they have meaning to everything. Purpose. It's purpose, G. There's purpose to everything they do. Their end goal is heaven. They follow the Ten Commandments. They don't sin because, and these are good, their Ten Commandments are a good way of living. You know, at the end of the day, like not drinking, uh, I don't know if I could do that one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like their their way of living, like no adultery, no cheating, all that kind of stuff, being yeah. honest, 
loyal, all their rules around the religion are just lessons. And I guess other people take it out of hand. Like religious people believe that this is the gospel and this is the way that the world has to work mm. where they can't see on our side where people don't believe. But I, as an outsider, believe religion is a beautiful thing because of purpose and because like they have a reason to live. They have a reason to do shit. Like they, they do good because that's going to work towards them getting to the fucking heavenly gates. Yeah. Like that's, and that G like having the capability to believe this is all for a reason. That's so cool. And I don't have that. I, I have all of this might be for nothing. That's how I think about shit. Like, fuck, I could do all of this shit. My name will never be remembered. I'll die and I'll be in a dark void. I, yeah. I don't, and, and I hope to God, like, you know, I'll fucking pray to God if I was going to die. And I hope that there's more to it. And that's what they believe. There's more to life than just this. But I struggle with myself and my own beliefs thinking, man, what if there isn't anything? Yeah, but then where religion, that's where I really, truly love religion is where they get to believe there's more. There's more than just what we see here. Hard. Yeah. So yeah, for all the religious people, I'm not bagging religion. I think it's beautiful, but the way I live, I don't get to think like that. But I wish I could. But the beauty is that no one has to has to think the same. Yeah, yeah. And there's not a certain way you have to think. You can think however you want. You can believe whatever you want to believe. And that should be the beauty of human nature. And it's, uh, currently I don't think it is because, and that's, you know, that's going away from anything to do with business, anything to do with, you know, uh, uh, that just comes human, down yeah. to being a human. Human. And, yeah, it's it's not, that's not the way it is right now. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain people that want it to be different. I want it to be different. I could tell you want it to be different. It shouldn't matter who you are or what you do or what you believe in or the colour of your skin. It's, it shouldn't, nothing should matter. We should all be equal. Yeah. And what we do with our lives is what. It's just as valuable as the next. Exactly. Yeah. And and it does separate us because what, what you do in your life does separate you from yeah. other people. Yeah. But doesn't mean that you're in, an, in, a, in a lower tier than someone else. I think it's, it's worth. Yeah. Are you worth more <laughs> because of. The money in your bank account? Yeah. Are you worth more because your house is cooler than mine? Mm. Like, I don't know. Are you? Mm. Hey, like, I don't know that question to myself. Yeah. I know for myself, nobody's worth more than me mm. for me. Yeah. Like, I, I know that what my, my self-worth, but that's the question everybody else has. Is that, and that's the thing that kids struggle with is that they don't feel worthy because other people are better mm. and those things. But what are they better at? There'll be something, G, and that's what we go back to, like, being you, there's something that only you can do that somebody else wants. Yeah. Yeah. And that's beautiful, G. That's a beautiful way of thinking. Like, ah, uh, fuck. Fuck, yeah. Huge To concept, just be G. like, you know, because I've accepted it and, like, one person is not going to make a difference. It has to be everyone. But I've accepted the fact that we are all the same, like, Every person in this, whether you are Asian, whether you are Maori, whether you are an Islander, if you are Coco, if yeah, you're yeah, Samoan, yeah. if you're a Kiwi, if you're from England and you live here, I do not see any person 
differently. I'm, tr- I'm trying to see everyone exactly the same because we're all humans. The only thing that changes us is that little pigment in our skin that changes our colour or the country we were born in. The but we're the history, same the thing. culture. If you, yeah, if the you strip everything are, off us, yeah. species we, we all are. have the same skeleton and yeah. we're all the same. Everyone is the same. It's just that we might speak a different language or we might be born in a different country and grew up in a different history. Yeah. But we're all the same. And we need to think like that. Like we need to think... I'm the same as you. I'm the same as that guy down the road. I'm the same as everyone. We all have the same rights. We're all the same people. There is no difference, you know? Yeah. There should be no difference. It's easy to say that when you're not directly affected by it. Yeah. Like someone someone who just had their brother killed by a police yeah. officer because yeah. for doing nothing at all, he's not going to be able to sit here and say the same thing on a podcast because... I don't have I don't have the same situation. Yeah, it's him. not the same experience. Ah, but but it's gonna take that. Yeah, somebody has. Everybody has to let go of experience, history, culture, and yeah. see us. And not even not even let it go, but makes understand. Yeah, that yeah. for our for the better of our people and for the better of our kids, because it is for the better of our kids and our grandkids. You know, like what what's happening in America at the moment. I fucking never ever want that to be happening in New Zealand around my kids and my grandkids yeah. and my <laughs> yeah. and I will and I will take on the head <coughs> any sort of history and I'll bite my lip on any sort of thing like that if it means the safety and the humanity of my kids and my grandkids, you know? Like yeah. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I know you would too. Yeah. And it's just gonna take that. Gee and like oh, it's it's so cool to even look back at history. And you look at prophets, and even modern prophets like John Lennon. Um, you know who John Lennon is, yeah. like yeah, Beatles. Yeah, and he wrote that song Imagine, mm. and he said, like quote for quote, "Imagine all the people yeah. living life in peace." Mm. Like that was his lyric is so beautiful, but it's so sad because it's imagine. Yeah, like it's such a foreign concept, Tashji. Like this was just an imagination, and it still is. Mm. Fucking he wrote this song fucking 50 years back. And we're still imagining yeah. if we could all live life in peace. Like if everybody could just live as one. Yeah. And we are one, G. We are, uh, it, goes, it goes even further than religious and beliefs. It goes to science where we're alone. This is earth. It's just us. Have you seen my um, my most recent crooning? Nah. Have you seen what it says on the back? What does it say? <laughs> We are one. <laughs> we are one. And then three, eight. <laughs> Small ass down the bottom. We are one. one. Three, eight. <laughs> That's what it says, bro. Because because of that shit. And this links right back to Gee, what I talk what about. Way. Inspired by purpose. Purpose. Portraying purpose in everything that I do. Portraying purpose on clothing. Because like it's me trying to create... A conversation, you know, like yeah. about this sort of shit. Yeah. And it couldn't have come at a better time when I brought my crewnex out or we are one and fucking this Black Lives Matter shit happened and all this sort of stuff happens. And like and then I and then this Day, is just dropping. One. And I was doing it before Three, this stuff happened. And then this happened as it was finishing production and I was like, shit. I couldn't have picked a better time for this to be finishing. That's amazing. 
the universe how it works. There's <laughs> <laughs> the works, manifestation, bro. G. How the fuck? Yeah. Profits, G. Oh, crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. okay. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. fuck, what's that? You're getting late over. 7.30, yeah. You're supposed to go. You're supposed to go a long six. time ago. Yeah, yeah. My, my he, he messaged me earlier. My and pocket's vibrating. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll wrap it up, Jay. Your future, 138, mm. Carlos Price. As a brand, what does it look like? What's the future hold for you? Uh, uh, in terms of anything apart from 138, um, my goal in life is to be happy and healthy and my family to be happy and healthy. That's going to be my goal yep. in life no matter what. Yeah, happy and healthy. Um, I am currently probably going overseas next year for rugby. Yeah, which is going to change the landscape a bit of my business. Yeah, um, but I've put things in place to make sure that that happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, so at the moment, currently planning on going overseas next year for footy. Um, and then in terms of one three eight, I don't put a timer on anything. Um. It happens when it happens. All I know for a fact is that I'm going to put, you know, everything I can in to growing my business and whatever happens, happens. Like, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. If it's not, it's not. I will just keep putting in as much as I can. everything you can, oh, well, whatever happens. Well, you can never never die trying, bro. Like, yeah, you you know that you put everything in. You know that you've, you've, you've tried your best to put everything into what you've created and whatever happens from it happens and yeah. you live with that. Yeah. So that's that's me. That's that's my goal with one three eight. Um if one three eight plummets and becomes non existent in a year, um, that happens. And I think I've built enough around my personal brand and myself in that I could resurrect another thing. I could bring something else up. Because I have a thousand ideas going through my head yeah. every day. You'd be the same. Yeah, yeah I have so it's many It's just notes. pinging, bro. Yeah. I've just got every... Oh, imagine if I created this business. Nah, dear. If you Cold pillows. <laughs> Cold pillows, bro. Go on. Who, Go on. Who, send it. Who sits send it. there? <laughs> who lies there in bed and turns their pillow around to find the cold side? Everyone. Everyone. And someone's going to listen to this podcast and I bet you they're going to make a billion dollar business because they're going to start a cold pillow business. But that is, that is something, bro, there's just a million thoughts that go through my head all the time. But I'm, and and it links back to what I talked about. I'm never going to hold my best knowledge from anyone. Everything I'm going to give away is for free. I'm going to give everything away. I'm going to be transparent as fuck. If, if I have an idea, I'll give it to someone. If someone finds a way to make that idea possible before me, they make it possible before me. I don't yeah. care. That is the way the universe works. That is yeah. the way life is. And so um, to answer your question simply, 138, I hope it goes big. I want it to be That's the, the most renowned the streetwear brand in New Zealand. I want it to be the most no one street. I, I want people to think when they think of New Zealand in any sort of fashion industry, well, if they think of New Zealand and they think of one three eight, that'd be unreal. But if they Whoa. think of New Zealand and they go, "Oh, is that the place where one three eight comes from?" Yeah, and it, but if they think of like, "Oh, the only clothing brands from New Zealand or something like that," and they go, "Oh, one three eight, that's what I want. That I want to create this sort of change 
in that sort of sense. I want to create, you know, where people know about us. But I also want to create this sort of change the stigma in New Zealand where people think that because we're in the small little country and our little speck means nothing to a billion, seven billion people in the world, because it does, and we need to change that. And anyone, just like the person who started any little, anything big, always started from something real small. Started from nothing. Bar a few people who obviously had a hand to them on a silver platter. But there are other people who have started something from nothing. And they came from thoughts lying in your bed at nine years old, thinking about something and cr- and, and just acting on it. Anyone can do it. And I want to portray that. That's just one more point I want to... You touched on people being handed the silver platter mm. and like that comes back to privilege mm. in that kind of way. And I know myself coming from a position of privilege in the sense of... Um, so I didn't start in privilege. We started dirt poor, but my parents worked hard enough to get us to this place we are now. But I had two parents and I had my culture and my language i can speak both languages maori and english and i've always had food and shelter like that's those are that's privilege that's Mm. outright privilege as Mm. far as privilege goes and then i think about um people like donald trump and they say he wouldn't be anywhere without his dad because he gave him a 10 million dollar loan at the start of his at the start of his career but he turned 10 million into 8 billion like, like as much as you want to say to people who were given the silver spoon and handed it on a silver platter, they didn't excel or make shit better yeah. because they weren't driven. No matter where those people were in their life, no matter how hard things were going to ever be for them, I always believed that those people were going to make it. Like, no matter what, like, shit makes it easier, no doubt. Like, that made it easier for him to get there faster. Mm. But I think people like Donald Trump, not fucking hyping up Donald Trump, but those people that got handouts like that, Mm. there's something like what there is in me and you that drive to be better. Mm. And, yeah, it doesn't just happen. Like, privilege is a thing, and privilege does happen. But I think people that make the most out of privilege can't be discriminated against in the sense that they wouldn't have made it otherwise. Because, gee, there's drive is fucking in you. Mm. Like, hunger is in you. Mm. You don't get taught how to want shit. Mm. Like, you just want it or you don't. Mm. Yeah, and it depends on how much you want it and who will crack it more. But, yeah, I think that is where privilege is differentiated. Sure, privilege is real and privilege does happen and privilege helps. But people who make it, I want to excuse. Go, yeah, I want to go back to the kids and say, there's no excuse whether you have or have not. If the drive is in you, you will find a way. Pri- privilege is real, but it's not an excuse. Yeah, it makes things easier, but it's 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 not an excuse to give up because you don't have privilege. Yeah, it's not an excuse 100%. to say that they're better than me because of their privilege. Hey, you guys are all running a 100-meter race, but they just get a 10-meter head start. That's right. But it could be a fat cunt running 10 meters in front of you, mm-hmm. and you could fucking run. 
He couldn't move. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been me if we were running a hundred meter race. <laughs> Maybe sure. if we were running it straight. <laughs> okay, wrong example. Wrong example. Yeah, hundred meter race. Ah, but, yeah, but that's right. Yeah, doing a boat race. Privilege <laughs> isn't an excuse on either side. If you're privileged, don't use it as a thing to fall back on. But if you're not, don't use it as a thing to drive you. Andrew, drive Andrew. yourself. Drive your own car. Too much. Drive their own car. Drive your own drive car, G. Own car. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anybody else drive it for you because Lost could turn on the coast and fucking crash his yep. head on and Don't let that guy take that. Don't let that guy take that wheel. Don't let him take the wheel, G. Not you. that flick of the wrist. <laughs> Have your own wheel. Yeah, drive your own car. Fucking nice. Yeah, well, that's us. Thank you all. For listening to this podcast, honestly, G, it's been mean talking to you. Been a while catching up, oh. but it's just like you know, we're boys. See each other again, back to square one. Mm. It's that easy, and um, yeah. But I want to thank you to take the time to come here, G, and have some time to give to us and the viewers, the listeners. So yeah, shot my G. Everybody who's listening, one three eight is dropping a new catalog on the seventh of July. Mm. So. If you're listening past the 7th of July, go have a look at 138 on all of the social medias, eh? Instagram, fucking Spotify. He does it all. Have a look. Ja, should be me. Thank you guys all for listening. You guys know where to follow me, at Hollis on all socials. That's us. Thank you, guys. Sign off. Nah, jeez. Nah, not sign off as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sign it off. Hey. Catch his next time. Catch his next time, my Jays. Yeah. Chit chit. What can you do when Mr. Babylon comes looking for you?